Welcome back to Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. You're with Ben Dobbin. It is October the 24th on Rural Queensland today. My next guest is a bloke I've known for a long time. And by day, he's the Brisbane Broncos Wellbeing and Education Manager. That's a job and do itself. But he's ex-Special Forces and he has seen it all. And he's about to embark on probably one of his biggest challenges and I thought, why not share it to the people of rural and regional Queensland? We always talk about supporting our own, and this is a perfect opportunity. Adam Walsh, good morning. Thank you so much for being with us on Rural Queensland today. It's an absolute pleasure to have you. Morning, Dobbo. And, um, yeah, I appreciate uh, getting on the show and, and, and giving me a chance to uh, talk to yourself and your listeners uh, about, yeah, I guess my upcoming adventure and um, something that's near, near and dear to my heart, which is, which is helping Australian veterans. So, mate, let's talk about your time. You were part of Special Forces and, and, and obviously at some point you decided that you, you'd done your time. I think I, I'm not quite sure how many tours and, and just give us a bit of background about your career before you transitioned over to what could have been a harder job in, in managing the well-being and education <laughs> of the Brisbane Broncos. Yeah, sure, sure mate. I, um, so I enlisted in uh, November 2001. Uh, feels like a lifetime ago. Um, I, I was infantry corps. I was actually based in, here in Brisbane, six RAR, and uh, uh, kind of wonderful battalion. I deployed uh, with them um, at least four times, East Timor a couple of times, uh, Iraq and Afghanistan. Two thousand and nine, I underwent SAS selection um, and, and was successful, and then I moved to Perth for, for SAS. I was in one squad in SAS, and uh, I ended up doing. Uh, 2011, 2012, 2013 deployments to Afghanistan. I just did a little bit of work in the Pacific region as well. And then I had a bit of a sliding doors moment. I, um, I, I, it's always who you know, Dobbo. I know yep. that better than anyone. Uh, I'd known Wayne Bennett for a, a long time. I uh, considered him a mentor. He's still a mentor of mine. And 2014, in December, in Moolumbar, I ran a um, pre-season camp for Wayne and, um, on the way up of the hill, uh, I, I just started talking about studying psychology. I, I started studying it in 2014, and I was sort of pushed into that area through Wayne. And um, I just mentioned how I really enjoyed study, really enjoyed the psychology, and, and I was looking maybe at sports psychology, sort of well-being. And um, Wayne just sort of grunted at me and, and didn't say much. And then midway through 2015, he called me up and said, I think I've got a, a job for you. And... Um, I guess the rest is history. 2016, January, I started the Bronx, and uh, I, I took a year's leave there. Well, I, to be honest, I had my long service and had a lot, lot of leave saved up from, from Army. And uh, the unit was very good. Gave me a blessing to go away for a couple of years, and definitely enjoyed that. Enjoyed that. And um, my decision point was September 2016 to stay. And I remember Wayne uh, bringing, bringing me in the office and um, asking, what am I going to do? And um, I was actually looking going back. I, I, I missed missed my mate and missed Perth and, and, and the job. And Wayne just sat me down and said, "Mate, if you you can go back, that's no dramas. That you probably probably be a lifer." And um, you know, and, and considering if you haven't had much time with with, with my kids and with your yep. wife, that you might want to look growing up. So, so I, I listened to his wise words, and I haven't looked back since. It was um, my transition, to be honest, was a little bit easier than most because of. Of, of the industry I am interested in the culture, although that's a supporting role now. And, and I was very lucky to have really good people around me for the first few years to, to help me uncoil and, and realise what it is to be a, a civilian and having to navigate, um, 
I guess that that landscape. Um, and from there, I, I discharged in January 2020. Um, so my, my my transition was was a bit different, and, and I guess I'm really lucky to oh, move to a fantastic role in a, in a good you know, work environment, good club, and good people, and it definitely helps to have one minute there and help you feel that for the first first two years or so. Walsh, you, you, you really touch on a, uh, on a great point, and we're talking with Adam Walsh, um, former SAS um, and Special Forces operator, and he's now the Brisbane Broncos Wellbeing and Education Manager, which at some point we'll get to that in this conversation. But the transition from the Special Forces to mainstream society, for you, you had a club and you had a purpose and you had a – a mentor in Wayne Bennett, and even though he at, at some stages had moved on from Brisbane, you were still very close to him. But you were you were involved in a process. You know, you had to turn up to work every day. You had a job. You had some young men to look after. In it wasn't the combat, but you still had a purpose. And so, no doubt, you did it tough in that transition at times. But there was. There was a purpose, and so it was able to help you get through it. You had your wife and your kids around you, and look, all in all, um, you came through. And 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 to me, you're an absolute pillar of society how you've handled it. But not everybody has that luck, and not every person, men or women, that leave the forces have that. The veterans have that sort of pathway, and it's a difficult transition, mm. and it's one that we probably, I think, in society. We absolutely applaud the people, men and women, that have fought for our country and protected our country. There's no two ways about it. We're so patriotic. Mm. But we just don't do enough for the veterans. We just don't have enough at this moment awareness. It's getting better, but it's an area of, of society that we really need to focus on. I, I 100% guarantee, oh, agree there, there Dobbo. I, I think the... The big thing with the transition, once a, a soldier leaves, and, and funnily enough, it's very similar to elite athletes that happen, especially with the NRL squad, is when you're in the army, you're, you're in a tribe, you have that community, camaraderie, um, you have purpose, mission, um, the, all you have to do is focus on your, your single role and everything sort of unfolds and gets done around you. Um, so, so when people step away in their transition, they lose their well, self-identity, um, is lost, Obviously, what you said—the purpose, the reason up in the morning—they um, also feel very, uh, or they can get socially isolated. A lot of the young men and women in the ADF um, will go to a, a barrack, a barracks town, or Townsville, and say they're originally from uh, Wagga Wagga. Uh, just, just like that, Wagga Wagga. Yep. They move back to Wagga Wagga. Um, they're away from their their old army friends. They've probably been disconnected from their friends they've had. They've been away for you know, six, ten, twelve years uh, in Wagga Wagga. So they've lost that connection themselves. Throwing the financial strain, um, you know, especially for the partners, if they've been moving around job to job and all of a sudden they're both unemployed, looking for work, um, family strain with the kids having to move constantly. So there's that part as well. Um, but yeah, the, the, the tradition part for me is, is and, I, and I've gone through it and, and I've, I've said it before, but I'm one of the lucky ones. Mine was made a lot easier from the, the work environment I moved into and, and the mentorship I had. Um, but I, I really believe, I'm a strong believer in education. Um, I think the education piece on, for the young young women, men and women leaving the ADF should start prior, six months prior, uh, ed- education, letting them point out who they are and they are, not just the wearing the green uniform, they're, they're, they're more than that. Yep. Um, and, and the, I look at my my cohort, Dobbo, so from the regiment, from, from 2009, there's about 13 
uh, of us operators who got got the Barre out of 138 who started. There's about 13 who made it that year. Um, there's only probably two operators still left in the unit from from our our era. Um, half of us are, are doing really well. Uh, we've got you know gainfully employed. We've got purpose. Yeah, we've had hiccups here and there, and it's taken us a while to adjust. Um, it's, it's definitely isn't foreign, and and unfortunately for the other half, are still finding their feet. Um, you know, and, and it's the loss of identity, loss of purpose. Unfortunately, hasn't got that. You know, that's when it starts the old habits. You know, alcohol mis- creeps yep. in, anxiety creeps in, depression, and um, what we've been doing. Yeah, well, funny enough, there's a royal commission underway now, Dobbo, about veteran suicide rate and, 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 and what's happening with the mental health with veterans and if you're an ex-serving member uh, a male member you know, you're 27% more likely to die by suicide compared to the, the, the uh, average you know, civilian Australian what's even more alarming is when it comes to the female so if you're an ex-serving female you're 107 times more likely to die by suicide than the Australian uh, the Australian females now that's that's really alarming when it comes to that's female huge. statistics it's huge, and and then if you if you're a, a, a male in the ADF and, and you're, you're leaving under medical reasons, being you know um, uh, discharged because of it, whether it be physical or, or mental, um, you're three times more likely to die by suicide than those who leave obviously voluntarily. So the, 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 the statistics are pretty alarming, and and for me, it comes from a, a personal sort of touch for me as well. Dubbo, and, and and as you know, I've, I've had a couple of close friends. Unfortunately, sure. suffered the black dog and, and uh, unfortunately committed suicide. And um, I, I just look back and, and look at my my cohort, and I think you know education around mental health, more 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 uh, framework when they when they actually discharge, and yep. what that framework is, is you know, education, putting people on programs, understand who they are and their wine, and and tied in with psychotherapy and good mentors is really important. Um, I I was very fortunate to only go. Um, uh, a program last year. I was a, um, I went as an observer and a participant uh, for the Crate Foundation, which Wandering Warriors, who, who I'm, you know, is, is in the charity I'm aligned with, and I'll get that in a second with the with the run. But they run a program which I think is a perfect fit. Um, they they help resume building, understanding the the person's why. Um, they they help them um, with like a career readiness, so understanding what transferable skills they have from the military to the civilian world, and, and there's plenty. And this is another thing as well, which listeners around probably don't now acknowledge, is, is you have these fine young men and women who you know, sometimes give, give all the 20 plus years, and they have so many transferable skills in the civilian world, but they just, don't, they just can't see it yet. Yeah. When this program sort of tries to say, hey, look, you've done 20 plus years, um, this is what your core skills, how it can help in the community. Um, and this is the course of the Better Crate Foundation. It's a, a really good program. Um, so that's something I'm really passionate about. And I, I honestly think the, the education's the key. Um, is that the answer for the government? Like, and I'm going to get to what, what you're doing, but just quickly, for the government, is it education for everybody that finishes up? Is that the – and that comes at a cost, Walshy. Um, but mm. talking to people today, like we want these people to engage back into society and have a beautiful life and be an asset mm. to the community, which they absolutely are the biggest asset. We don't want them to suffer in silence. So is that the is that the pathway? Do you feel? I think it's one of the major pillars that needs to happen. Um, 
and, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the money, yeah, yeah there'll be a cost associated, but it's, it's far better than the cost or the cost is for counseling and stuff like therapy and, and having someone gaily employed and, and feeling as though their self-worth, getting back their self-identity, um, and as you say, yeah, having a reason up in the, in the morning and having passion and, and, and paying taxes and, and, and being an upsetting per, uh, person in the yeah. community, that's what we're after. And I, I think you just need to look at with the education piece. The, the Americans have a GI bill, which I believe, off the top of my head, it's, it's if you do six years, you, you count, like you qualify for free education through a um, community college and they have a number of degrees you can do. There's something similar to that. Uh, I think it'd be great. But, but even having this money is available and being, um, having like a, a tie with universities in your area, you can go and you can do a business degree, you know, at, at no cost. You can do an arts or, or education, whatever it is in your passion, which it's lies to your career assessment. When you, when you leave your career assessment, uh, you undergo a, a career readiness program. That's what you do. Um, or another thing what, or I don't understand what we don't do is, is having, have a, a, a detailed mentorship program for veterans. Like I said, one of the biggest issues is they, um, the young veterans, they, they discharge from their last place, last posting, go back home and, and they lose their comrade, like their, their friend, friends, sure. uh, camaraderies. They haven't got much in their, their cities. They've, they've been away or assign them a mentor. It'd be a phone call, FaceTime, get somebody to call in and see how they're going. There's, uh, the reason I it works is that it happened to me. Wayne Bennett was, I was very lucky. Wayne Bennett was my mentor. And, and I, I, my first two years, um, if I didn't have Wayne to guide me through, I, I would have gotten back in and I'd probably be another, if I just chose another, another statistic, you know, an hungry young man not knowing what his purpose is and, and just, you know, um, relying on, on, on the pitch. And I was really grateful for having that really good mentor to help me. Um, but it, but I did have. Yeah, yeah, he was I massive. Have, oh, you know, after 18 years, it's hard not to be institutionalised and um, just my everything from language civilians use, um, mindset, uh, you know, just actions, you know, in, in where I came from, you know, your words, I mean, everything, your, your behaviour would show it as well. Um, timings, it, it, there were so many, like my, my um, and I was still really highly, highly called up and um, I just discharged one day and was, was in the Brisbane Broncos, Broncos the next, the next. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, and, and so, I'll give you another, I, I, another, another I, I can give you another another example, Dobbo. Sorry, there. One of one of my good friends, Trav, he's done twenty five years in the army. He's just dis- discharged last year, and out of the twenty five years, twenty of those years was in special forces um, in, in the SAS. So when he when he discharged, he um, he got medically discharged. Medically discharged. Um, he was given four hours of a transition shell before he did, before he left the unit. So he did 25 years of service, and he, he did uh, seven deployments to Afghanistan. This bloke, really good bloke, married two kids, and they gave him four hours of a workshop to, for a transition for, for getting ready to go for Mr. Vinn. And that's there. There is the issue, Dobbo. Yeah. Um. It's it, absolutely uh, that is that says enough. So. Mm. Wandering Warriors, for those who don't know, we're talking to Adam Walsh, who is the wellbeing and welfare boss uh, for the Brisbane Broncos, but he's a former SAS soldier, and he's about to embark on one of the biggest challenges known to man, the New York Marathon, Um, and it's all to raise money um, for 42K and Wandering wandering Warriors. Talk me through it, mate. I I understand how tough the marathon is, and, and look, we all... And we don't need to go to the depths of that. 
but the charity, that's the one, and how people listening today can make a donation or a contribution. Yeah, David, um, as you said, it's here, 40K for veterans. That's our running team. Uh, we're trying to raise uh, $42,000 or $1,000 a kilometre. Uh, easy way to donate, you can jump on our, our website, uh, 42kforveterans.com.au, or go on the GoFundMe page, go on GoFundMe and, and type in Wandering Warriors, and you'll, you'll see a link there. Um, every dollar counts, and, and the good thing is that every dollar listeners you donate will go to Wandering Warriors. Who so how did this happen? This how, did, how did you get lumbered in to do this run? Talk us that. Oh, it was last minute. Um, so I know uh, I know some friends at Wandering Warriors, and they put up on their socials, any ex-SASR member would like to uh, undergo the marathon. And obviously, enough to be sitting on the, the lounge uh, one night, and she said, oh, yeah, I wanted a new challenge. So I, I threw my hat in the ring. Um, See, that was what ten weeks ago. So the old the old carbs are burning at the moment, and um, I, I I never I never knew um, I guess how much uh, training needs to go into to complete a marathon. But I'm, I've lost about twelve kilos now, double in that time, and um, forever hungry and grumpy and um, you know, burning the the, uh, the socks and the, the shoes. But uh, it, it's all for a great cause, mate. It's something that's near near and dear to my heart, and, and that's. It's only because I've seen it firsthand. I've, I've seen mates of mine, really good mates, struggle in this part with the transition. Um, same as families. You know, the families uh, get burned as well. Um, you've got a, you know, ex-soldier at home without purpose, grumpy, and, and not, not trying to find his feet. It just flows out in the community. So it's something of passion to me. I think we need to change it. Unfortunately, the government isn't doing it quick enough, or, or, or to be fair, I don't know when they'll ever do it. So it's it's good people like you and I and, and, and your listeners that we need to donate. Um, we need to change change the course and the plot for these you know, young veterans, these young young men and women who are at times they've given everything they can stay with their families. So you can jump on donate forty two K for veterans dot com dot AU that'll be outstanding. Yeah, and that's the big thing. Um, Wandering Warriors on the GoFundMe page. This is raising money for veterans and look, I mean it's not a lot of money. It really isn't. It, it, it's quite simple um, to just get on there. It's there. Everybody does it tough. But imagine if you had to come back into society after protecting your country and serving and making sure and then have to try and start again. If you don't have a Wayne Bennett, as you say, um, your back's mm. against the wall. Okay, I'm going to make sure we'll put that up on our Facebook page. Talk to me Thanks, ab- about what it's like. To look after 30, 18 to 30-year-olds who are elite athletes, come from all different mm-hmm. walks of life, um, <laughs> are full of testosterone, yeah. they're healthy, they're primed. <laughs> I mean, that's a juggling act. You, you want to talk about going out and protecting the country, being the welfare <laughs> officer, um, you know, I mean, it's very well documented. You're yeah. the bloke who had to go over when... David Fafita and Payne got in trouble in Bali. You, 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 you're very well known in the world in that sense mm. that you, you, you're obviously – and your love of these men is, is paramount. You, you, you care for them like they're, they're your own sons. But how difficult is that, Walshie, to do? And off the back of what was a really good year but ended in disappointment, how do you keep an eye on them, check in on them? They're away at the moment from the club. It, it, it's, a, it's a very, very difficult job. Um. Dobbo, it, it, it is and it, it, it is and it isn't. I, I, I love the, I love the role. I, I love the club and I love the, love the position. I mean, I'm, I'm um, privileged to be there. And 
you're right. I, I do love all these the young men there. I, I love um, you know understand their stories, who they are, um, what's their why, and uh, I, I think I'm in a privileged position where I on a Friday night when when fans go out and watch the boys run out of the tunnel and watch them play, they see these you know these heroes and they're and then they go up gladiator sport and it's a fantastic product it's a it's a great game to watch but for me when i run that out i I look at them and think about all the stresses they're battling in their life there'd be sick kids contract stress you know it's it's pre-performance anxiety depression you know everyone has stresses in in their in in their life and life can be overwhelming at times and 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 it definitely doesn't miss an elite athlete it's exactly the same for them so for me i i I'm a bit skewed and I'm just, you know, knowing their stories. I wish sometimes fans understand that there's a person behind that that jumper or under that jumper, a real person who, who can be really faced with some, some terrible things going on in their world and, and their lives, just like all of us. Uh, but it's a great, great job. Uh, preseason, to be fair, this year has been really, really good. We've got a really good bunch of young men um, and, and our staff are really close and really aligned. So I think Kevin did a really good job probably the last year or so um, getting our team culture right, getting getting the right people under our roof all aligned, um, and and I guess you saw that this year. And you know we did have a wonderful year. We had we had a, a tremendous year. There's a lot of growth on and off the football pitch, and that's what excites me. I think we're still a lot more growth. Yep. Um, yes, next year is going to be difficult. We're going to find you know, the one percenters and, and, and hammer them home, but it's exciting. It's, it's there's a real hum about the place. So I've, I've actually been in, at work. I, I don't have any taken leave yet, and I was talking to a head performance day ballet yesterday, and there's still a real hum. We, we, we can't get we can't wait to get back in, and, and same with the boys and the staff are, are keen to find the extra gear. And I think we've got it. If you look at our squad, um, you know, especially some key positions, they're still really young and youthful and learning. Um, yeah. and that's that's an upside. So um, yes, it's going to be difficult, but what a great challenge. And Kev said it many times. Like we want to see the dynasty. We don't want to just come to the top. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're in a position where we should be. We should have always been top four. We should never ever let ourselves slip. So now we want to create that dynasty. Like the Broncos of old, they're always, always there. Always so there. we want to do the same thing. And we're constantly honing that. We're constantly saying that over and over again. So yes, it's going to be difficult, but it's going to be a great challenge. And, and um, I'm extremely optimistic. I think we're going to, we're going to do really well. Oh, I've got no doubt. Adam Walsh, you are a great human, and um, Wandering Warriors on GoFundMe, please go there and donate today. He's doing the New York Marathon, which many of us would never be able to do. Um, he's doing that with a group, and their aim is to raise $42,000. Uh, please contribute, and I'm, I mean that genuinely. I think it, it is a, such an important part of our culture that we look after our veterans. It is, it's imperative. Great to chat, mate. Best of luck, and we'll talk Thanks, again before you do it. Really appreciate you on the show Thanks, this morning. Mate. Thanks, mate. Good appreciate on you. it. Thanks we'll, very much. We'll take a break, yeah. come back with more.